The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And when the time came for the purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of the Lord was upon him. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. If I only touch his garment, I will be made well. These are the words of the woman that both Matthew and Luke highlight in a familiar account of Jesus' healing work. This woman had suffered an ongoing discharge of blood for 12 years. She had certainly endured a kind of death in life. Her chronic condition is likely marked by intense physical suffering, but it also includes a kind of social or cultural misery. She is ritually unclean, and her illness compromises her ability to find a life within her community. 
Despite these challenges, in faith, she touches the hem of Jesus' garment and is healed. As Luke recounts, our Lord says to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. In one of his commentaries, the church father Origen links this woman to Simeon from today's gospel. From this church father's perspective, if we marvel at the thought of a woman who was healed by touching the hem of a garment, what must we think of Simeon, who received the infant Jesus in his arms and rejoiced that he was holding the one who would bring salvation to all humanity? Origen reminds us that this unnamed woman from Luke's gospel was a captive of her illness. It controlled her life. It marked her as the walking dead. And in a similar way, Simeon embodies the struggles of ancient Israel. Like all of God's people, they are unfaithful and subject to God's law. They live in bondage to all of God's enemies. They eagerly await the deliverance that only the long-promised Messiah could bring. Simeon represents the longings of all of God's people across the arc of history. He and the woman that Luke describes are waiting for death. They are waiting for life. In the same way, we all live out forms of bondage and long for some form of relief. Like the woman from Luke's Gospel, we might be very aware of our mortality, of our isolation. The doctor might have just called this week to announce that the prognosis isn't very good. There's not much more that he can do for you. Perhaps you spent much of last week frustrated or angry as you were haunted by memories of holidays and gatherings and relationships and loved ones that once filled you with joy but now that joy seems very far away. You might be like Simeon, and you're waiting for some long-promised form of help, a kind of consolation, and your holiday matched none of those hopes, let alone the expectations that you brought to the events of the recent days. Perhaps you're carrying the burden of a trauma that you cannot, for the life of you, forget or forgive. Consequently, you find yourself trapped, a captive in a prison that your sin, your death, and our enemy, the devil, have created for you. That kind of slavery, that kind of bondage, makes a person desperate for any form of escape. For thousands of years, God's people found a kind of relief in performing the ritual sacrifices that God required because they were born under the law and carried the curse of sin and death. But Simeon comes to the temple today for another reason. He knows through the power of the Holy Spirit that our Lord would replace those sacrifices with a Messiah, one who would die and rise again. Through his death and resurrection, this Savior would be the light that overcomes the darkness of our sin. He would be the glory that shames death and the devil. Simeon comes to realize that his old life is dead. Sin and death are dead. 
and an infant king has set him free to depart in peace. The same Holy Spirit leads the woman in Luke's gospel to come to another temple, Jesus, the living temple who would be destroyed and raised in three days. As she comes to Jesus, she touches him, and he brings mercy and healing and restoration and wholeness. And in that moment, the woman realizes that her old life is dead. Illness and loneliness are dead. The great physician has made her a daughter of the Heavenly Father and set her free to leave and live in peace. The same happens for us today. The Holy Spirit leads us to this altar where we bring our brokenness and our failure and our loss and our pain. We enter church with the acute awareness that no matter how righteous or devout we intend to be, we're slaves to sin. We are prisoners of fear. We are captives to death. So we bring this knowledge to this place, and our Lord Jesus miraculously transforms our waiting into fulfillment. The woman touches our Lord. Simeon holds the infant Jesus in his arms. Their old lives die. They see their salvation. They become heirs of eternal life. In the same way, our hands become a cradle that holds this infant king. Our mouths today receive the medicine of immortality. And as our Lord Jesus feeds us his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity, our old lives die. We see our salvation, and we become heirs of eternal life. As we leave the altar today, we recognize that in the Eucharist, our Lord Jesus touches us. He truly transforms our lives. And we exchange the emptiness of our lives under the law for God's peace, the mercy and redemption and forgiveness that can only belong to us because we are children of God. We possess that peace because we are heirs of the one who fulfilled the law for us, the one who was crucified for us. The woman who touches Jesus' garment leaves that encounter with the peace that only Jesus can give. Simeon and Anna hold that Christ child and leave with the peace that only Jesus gives. We taste the bread of life and leave the divine service with the peace that only Jesus can give. We come to the Eucharist like it is coming to our death, so that when we come to our death, it is like coming to the Eucharist. The words of this old prayer assure us that when we cry out to our Heavenly Father, He hears us because we are His dear children. We will see the salvation prepared by the one who has adopted us as His heirs. Today at the altar, and when he comes in glory to take us home. On that day, we will rejoice as he reaches out to touch us, to raise us out of our graves. He will fulfill his promises as we are finally united with the one who has made us well for all eternity. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.